Ayers on the Road, value-based parenting and life balance ideas from world-traveling family coaches. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. Well, hello and good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. We are so glad to be back with you on Ayers on the Road today. We're in Park City, Utah, and it's snowed in the night, and it's a winter wonderland out there. We're kind of happy about it because... We kind of missed winter this year. We were in Hawaii most of the time, and we wanted a little more winter wonderland, and we got it, so we're happy. And I want to start off with a question, Linda. How do you think music uh, affects a family? What, what can music do? I know that's kind of a general question, but a lot of families are involved in a lot of music. In, in your expert opinion, I think I can say. <laughs> what does music, what can music do for a family? Well, before I say the answer to that, I have to say that we're going from the sublime to the ridiculous this week. I mean, not really, because uh, we were talking about weird last week, and now we're going into music for a very special reason. I do have to say <laughs> that music can change your whole mood. Um, it, it's amazing no matter I mean there's certain kinds of music um, that can change your mood for good and other music that can change your mood uh, your mind for something not so good you're suggesting music might not be entirely positive in families there may be some kinds of music or some music going on that is disruptive but generally speaking music can be a tool that parents use do you think right well the tool that kids use as well. I mean, we've had some arguments about music in our past with kids and so on, but it really, not really arguments, but it really is amazing what music can do if you are, um, if you're really down and out and you find a piece of music that lifts you up, it is like magic. Classical music can calm the savage beast. We found that with some of our little savage beasts beasts as they grew up right right but before we get too deep that's going to be our topic today music in families and we want you all thinking about music in your family from the lessons you've given kids the piano lessons the other lessons all the things that have gone on in in your family we're kind of going back to the stories theme we're going to tell you some music stories some of which are pretty funny well well, we realized (laughs) that we were a little bit serious last week so we're going to be fun this week. (laughs) We're going to have some fun and some funny stuff. But before we do, one more plug, if you will. We want you to vote. We want you to cast your vote today for something that's really, really important. Some of you who listen every week know that we're involved with a, a thing called the Family Is Awards. And in a nutshell, it's just an effort to find the very best social media that exists anywhere in the world the social media influencers, be they Instagrammers or bloggers or Facebookers or podcasters, the ones who, whose content really is helpful to parents, gives, gives us good ideas in our families, gives us encouragement. Inspires us. Shows us into other families, commiserates with us, all those things. And a lot of work's been done. Hundreds of these websites have now been nominated and a group of really qualified judges has narrowed them down, down to 10 finalists in each category, Instagram, Facebook, so on. 
And all you need to do to vote and help us choose the winners is to go to awards.family.is. IS is instead of .com. That's a, that's a, a URL. So awards.family.is. And I'm on there now. I'm just going to walk you through this. So I'm going to click on, there's a big black box there that says, People's Choice Voting is now open. So I'll click on that, and now I have six categories to select from. I can vote for up to three in each of these. I can vote actually for as many as I want in each of these categories. So I'm going to click to Podcasts, and it's going to open up these ten finalists, and I see About Progress by Monica Packer is a finalist. Light the Fight by Heidi Swap, Calm Parenting Podcast by Kurt Martin, and so on. There's 10 of them there. You can click on them, and it'll take you right to the latest podcast. You can listen in a few little, a little if you want, and then you can vote for that one if you like it. So there's two reasons for you to do this. One is to vote and help us choose the winners. Two is it will expose you to a whole lot of really good social media. And among them, you'll find your own favorites. And you'll want to follow them or subscribe to them. And it'll help you with your parenting and your family or your grandparenting. And, yeah, or your grandparenting. If you're not at all interested in that, um, just tell your kids about it. Because they, as you know, love social media. <laughs> Most of them. Um, Wait, you think the kids would go and listen to these parenting websites? Yeah, our kids would. We're grandparents. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, well, oh we're grandparents. Yes, yes. yes, tell your your kids who have kids. <laughs> right. Um, it really is a, a beautiful day up here. Wow, it is so gorgeous. And so I hope that we're inspired as we go forward. So let's go into music and families, Linda. The earliest music, you, you have a lot of childhood music stories. I want to just, you're too embarrassed to say it, but Linda happened to be the premier violinist in Bear Lake Valley in Montpelier, Idaho. You might have been the only violinist. I was just going to say, the reason is because my <laughs> sister and I were the only ones that played the violin. But that, I have to do a backstory a little bit on that because my mother was a fabulous musician. She started out playing for bands, for dances, in the in the 1930s, 20s, 20s, 20s and 30s. Oh yeah, because she yeah. was born in 1905. So in 1920, about when she was about 15, her dad set her down to the piano with a whole big audience <laughs> of people ready to dance there, and with springs and the floors and everything. They're so excited. She said, "We're we're doing I Love You Truly in the key of G. Go." <laughs> and she had to figure it out. It was amazing. She became a fabulous pianist as far as really jiving with that band. Her dad played the fiddle, her uncle played the banjo, they had the, f and other people joined in, and they had the most amazing experience. Your mom was a fabulous musician till the day she died in, in her late 80s. She was, and then. She could play anything on the piano. Well, but then she was kind of an old maid because she didn't get married till she was 38, mostly because she was always playing the piano instead of dancing. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, um, but she found a fabulous man who was my dad, and it is really an amazing story what music can do to you. I, I do have to say for those
those musicians that are out there that she then had to take, at one point she went to college and had to learn to read notes, which was so painful for her. She didn't know why she, she even needed no to. She could idea. play anything. Well, but Didn't she play no. in movie theaters for silent movies? I don't think so. She could have. You made that up in your mind. But anyway, <laughs> um, anyway, she was amazing. And she actually did learn to play music very well with a fabulous teacher. Well, and then she became the, the premier. I mean, picture Bear Lake. A lot of you are familiar with Bear Lake on the borders of uh, Utah and Idaho and a beautiful rural community. And I bet some of those bands she played in had uh, had people playing saws or, or playing those wash tubs for percussion. No, there were people <laughs> like that in Bear Lake, but she was not accompanying them. But anyway... Um, it music has been with people ever since you know the time beginning began. of time because it, it means so much to your soul. It, it makes such a difference. So you're the little girl growing up with this marvelous musician Hay, Hazel Jacobson, and she was not. There wasn't too much question about whether you were going to be a musician. Well, no, because my her dad was a fiddler, and my dad's brother was a fabulous fiddler. That's all they had for music in and those days. And they didn't call them violinists. They, and, they called uh, them fiddlers. They called them fiddlers, for sure. <laughs> and um, so they, they, this was a musical family, and I was destined to do this. So she uh, found a teacher. Uh, did she decide you'd do the violin and your sister Lena would do the piano, or did she decide you're oh, both? Oh, we did both. Both we doing both, did both. Both doing both. When I was in high school, I was practicing two and a half hours a day, an hour and a half on the violin, an hour on the piano. And so was my sister, and then we started playing for every funeral and every, in fact, I still <laughs> don't like wedding. the smell of roses because my, my mom was always, okay, so-and-so died, so we're doing this, and she was dragging us around, kind of dragging us, because by then we were, you know, 13, 14, 15, and through our teenage years, we were playing for every funeral, every wedding, every ward party, every imaginable thing, because we were the only ones that played in the whole Valley. So that led into you becoming a music major in college and getting your degree in music and so on. And let me just quickly, my music story in the early years <laughs> was a little different. We didn't have a lot of musical tradition in our family, although my parents enjoyed music. And I remember my, mo my mother loved Gershwin, and I grew up listening to a lot of George Gershwin. But... Uh, when I was in the seventh grade, my mother said, well, we better get you in the orchestra. What instrument do you want to play? And I thought cellos were cool. I thought they were cooler than violins because they were sort of bigger, you know. And, and, and beautiful uh, sound. And, yeah. I had a beautiful sound, so I signed up for the cello, and I started trying to practice a little, but I was really awful. And it was a kind of a big orchestra of really bad uh, musicians. Well, did you ever have a teacher? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we had an orchestra teacher yeah, there they, in the seventh grade. No, I didn't have a private though. teacher. I was just supposed to practice. <laughs> and I, one day he said, I, the way I grade you is I walk around through the orchestra and I listen for bad notes, so be careful. <laughs> so I, I remember distinctly spending the rest of that year going through the motions of playing the cello, but holding the bow so it didn't ever quite touch the strings. So when he'd walk by me, he'd see the bow going, but he would not hear a single bad note. And I got A's in orchestra, but I don't think I ever played a note. 
<laughs> oh man. Now that's a contrast with your serious music background. What a world. But the point is when we when we dated, we I remember we talked about we want to have a musical family. Well, you told me we are going to have a musical family. And I I I loved that. I wanted to do that. And we began thinking about music lessons and which instruments our kids would play and and it was quite it was part of our early family planning that we were going to have a musical family and we talked about what music could do for our kids what does music do for kids let's say that it makes their minds work so hard when they have to put a note a little black round thing on a white page onto an instrument it is really amazing what it does for your mind. It is, they've often said musicians and mathematicians go well together because yeah. that's, you know, that your brain, you use the same kind of part of your brain to do that. Certainly gave you discipline. I mean, anyone who ever practices two and a half hours a day, that's, that's the discipline that we all want to teach our children. And we sure tried with our children. Right. The oh, discipline. we did. We, we had... When we were at Bear Lake, we would take our instruments up there. Um, you were the cellist. Um, I, I did had... eventually learn to play a few notes. Yes, yes, you did well. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure. Yes, you did. I like I like uh, sort of. Pockelbell's Canon in D because they're for a quartet notes. because the cello only has eight notes and it just repeats them endlessly. Yeah. I became yeah, yeah. quite good at that particular piece. <laughs> well. We had a lot of fun with that in the mornings before the kids went to school. We had two violinists, and then I learned to play the viola, and you had the cello, so we had a string quartet, and it was never really beautiful, but we did have a lot of fun doing it. Well, I had fun. The kids were not having much fun, I have to say. But, um, you know, I just remember my mother standing over me at the piano, and I just couldn't get something, and I wanted to be with my friends, and and uh, tears were dripping down into the keys and I remember my mother saying, someday you'll thank me for this. And I have thanked her so many times in my life. Didn't she um, say, there's no crying and practicing? <laughs> but there it is. Um, practicing was quite a thing when I was young and uh, so I did my best to do that with the kids and I those of you out there I'm sure some of you have accomplished musicians and um, so it's this is a little different story for you but well I remember Linda thinking uh, early on as a young father I remember thinking I'm I'm no musician thank goodness Linda is but I remember thinking getting our kids to each play an instrument will do two things one it'll teach them discipline and two it'll sort of give them an appreciation and a calmness and maybe change the mood around our house. Well, I think it did the first. There was some discipline, but you're not going to get a calm mood around the house with a beginning violinist or a beginning drummer. That that was another thing we said. We wanted to let the kids choose what they wanted to play. And of course, one of our boys, I want to be a drummer. Well, that's a trial in a household. You get a set of drums and put it in the house and say goodbye to peace right. <laughs> and we, calmness. We have a daughter who's, um, one of her children wants to do the drums, so they actually built a garage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a room upstairs in the garage, so they ha- they'll have a drum set up there. You can go um, out but there. But there are so many memories, so many memories, and I wish I could just say, so we have 
really produced some fabulous musicians in our family. And some of you will heave the sigh of relief when I say no. <laughs> they're, well, they're, we they have love some music. that are pretty good. We have done some that are very good. Um, but but a lot of people, it is, was not been a profession for anyone, let's say it that way. But we got a lot of stories to tell about families and music in families. We're going to take a brief break and we'll be right back on Ayers on the Road. Welcome back to Ayers on the Road. Here's Richard and Linda Ayer. And we're back on Ayers on the Road talking about music, the effect it can have within families, talking about music lessons, talking about the incredible struggles and sometimes real conflict that parents get into in trying to force their kids to play an instrument. Um, but I think it's worth it in the end. I, I, one of our boys said he got in junior high and said, I just can't play the piano anymore. Please, 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 let me stop playing. And he begged enough that finally I said, Eli, and he wouldn't mind if I said his name, Eli, if I let you quit, don't you ever come back to me and say, why did you let me quit piano? So he quit, went on to athletics, and guess what? Last year, he called me, in fact, a few months ago, he called me and said, Mom, I'm just dying to play the piano or something, and I've found something that I can play on the piano, and you can play on the violin. <laughs> can you imagine my joy? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and actually, my anger. Now, wait a minute. You said you would never <laughs> do that. But anyway, it really is an interesting thing with each child. And part of the challenge is figuring out what instrument they are capable of becoming good at. We had some, I remember one of our daughters, who I probably better not name, yeah, was starting on the violin. Remember how awful she was? No matter how hard she practiced, right. and she could not get a tone. And she'd play with a group, and her bow was going exactly the opposite direction of everybody else. And then she picked up a flute. One day we have a lot of instruments laid around our house, and she picked that up and started making a beautiful tone, and we went, oh, shoot, we missed well, it on this well, one. Forget You're that last year of violin lessons. Let's shift over to flute. And, and she did really and well. she loved it. She she's, has beautiful, beautiful experience with do that. You, but, Linda, do you think the, um, I mean, here's the question. Should Can every kid benefit from learning an instrument or learning the piano or becoming somewhat proficient in music or are there some kids that just don't have the even the the ear to hear me i mean are there some places where you're going to actually discourage a child and make him feel a lack of confidence because he has no musical ability well yes on both of those but i do have to say that it i my what i've said <clears throat> when i've had children that have quit piano or quit violin or quit cello saying you know what? They are going to appreciate every time they see an orchestra or every time they hear an orchestra, they're going to appreciate what it takes to do that. And that alone yeah, is Yeah, that worth the appreciation. It, and don't you think in a way, you mentioned sports a minute ago, in a way they're similar. I mean, all of us parents, we, we want our kids to be musical. We want them to be athletic. We get them in all these different sports and leagues and we try them in different musical instruments and so on. And at some point we have to sort of become, we have to narrow it down, right? We have to get down to one or two sports that they they really, and it has to right. be the ones they like right. and have some ability. Exactly. Just like in music, they have to find one thing 
that they can do pretty well. We made a point. I remember, it's funny, I think of that because I remember when we were getting married, I, I said, look, Linda, I mean, we talked about this. You're going to teach our kids to be musicians. I'm going to teach them to be athletes. Well, I'm, by, by the way, I'm going to teach you to be an athlete. Linda, you're going to become my tennis doubles <laughs> partner. And you're like, well, I'm going to teach you to play the cello, and you're going to become my my uh, string quartet player. And We didn't succeed on those things, <laughs> but we tried to the degree that you're now a great sports fan, and I'm, I, I will drag you to the symphony. I know. We've had a fun time with that. We really have. And I appreciate your your willingness to try, and 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 really, you can play Christmas carols. You can play a lot by ear. You and my mom would do well together on the ear business. Yeah, my but, dad played the harmonica, and I can play that a little. Yeah, bit. you can, you are good at that. <laughs> and I still play in a string quartet after all these years. And I do have to say that it really is. I did major in uh, string education, so I taught music in the schools and so on. And so I do appreciate my mom that for that. And I do have to say that it creates a lot of great memories when you look back. I do have great memories of uh, playing with my mom, except for once in a while when we have a disaster. I do have to tell a little quick story. We were playing in a ward building, my <laughs> sister and I, and she, my mother was playing the piano, it was a hymn, and uh, all of a sudden I heard this horrible crack, and this, I thought, what happened? And I looked over, and my sister's A string had broken, and oh. it was bobbing around her nose because you know <laughs> that's why. And it, I, I did she try to just I keep playing? Panicked. And my mother leaned over to me and said, "Just keep playing, just keep playing," because I luckily I was playing the melody, so I played the melody, and she played the piano. But the audience was just we. They started laughing. I oh started wait, laughing. your string had broken? No, her string had broken. Oh, so you said I she was, was playing the piano. One. My mother was playing. Oh, the, oh, oh and you're, okay. And she was she was leaning over saying, "Just keep playing, keep playing." And so my sister was so embarrassed, and she started flipping her bow around like, "What should I do?" Gosh, and, and I'm playing the melody, and then all of a sudden she caught the end of her bow in the end of my lace skirt and flipped oh. my skirt. <laughs> Wow, I and wish I'd been there. Then we were really, in, everybody in the audience was just hysterics. <laughs> Finally, we got to the end. It was torture. We got to the end, and we just picked up our stands on our instruments and walked down the aisle. Everybody walked was laughing. Out of there. And actually, way people waved at us and you know gave us the high five side on the way out. But that was really oh, a good boy. memory. That reminds. Here's another story. We. We some I can't remember how this started, but I saw somewhere we had this family orchestra. We'd get up and we'd read scriptures, and then we'd play a, a little couple of numbers in our orchestra. And we took a couple of pictures of all of us, you know, eleven of us, nine kids, and the two of us. And all of them had an instrument of some kind. A couple of them were just props; they couldn't really play, but they held the Which instrument. Which was obvious. They, by they the were way too they young. Yeah. So we had a banjo, and we had a guitar, and we had a couple of violins and a cello. We had a bass fiddle, and they were and a couple of horns. And in the picture, without audio, it looked like a really cool group of, you know, kids, Little a family. Kids playing. Yeah. And so I, somewhere in some magazine, I saw this competition for the Western Music Family oh, of the word. Year. <laughs> And kind of for a lark, I just sent them this picture of our family all, you know, doing this orchestra stuff. And we, and, and suddenly, about three months later, we get this certificate in the mail that we are named as the Western Musical Family of the Year. <laughs> I 
we put we so... framed it and put it up no, on the wall. No, we did not frame it. <laughs> Honestly, I have been feeling guilty about that ever since because somebody else really Well, some of them were good honor. musicians. Well, yeah, we we really tried too. But anyway, um, there are lots of memories attached to music yeah, in our house. Here's another funny one. We, we, we lived in England for three years where we were presiding over a mission for our church and our kids were young and still we were doing our musical practice there and and um, uh, there was a big bass fiddle that someone an earlier occupant of that mission home had left there well the missionaries had that uh, I a guess the missionaries group had had a group yeah. and, and so there's this big double bass there and I thought one day I'm gonna go get a bow there was no bow I said I'm gonna go into London and get a bow for that and we can work that into our family orchestra so I I went to a music store in the in the middle of London, and uh, you would not believe how much they want for a double bass bow. I mean, it was a high. It was way more money than I wanted to spend. Oh, hundreds and hundreds, probably a pound, thousand, yeah, yeah, pounds, yeah. But, but this little little salesperson said, "Well, we do have a sale on on a on a nice uh, student cello, which has a pretty good bow with it, and it's a big enough bow you could use it uh, on a double bass." So. Linda sent me off to get a bow, and I came back with a cello and a cello bow, <laughs> which wasn't exactly what she had in mind, but that cello, that was the one I actually finally learned to play a little bit, and our, one of our daughters became a, somewhat of a cellist because of that, and we used the old cello bow to get a few little boom, boom, boom out of the old double bass, so, you know... You can have adventures you with music. You never know when music is <laughs> going to come handy, come in handy in your family. Um, By we, the way, when we came, I'm sorry, but when we, you know, just thinking of this, when we came home from our mission, and we were still a fairly young couple with a lot of young kids, but music, I think it become, we used to go to the orchestra, we'd take the missionaries to the to Royal Festival Hall, yes, where yes. they could get for one pound, they could sit in the choir seats. Right. And li and we would. Try Linda was great at getting these missionaries, these young men and women, into classical music, and it grew in our own minds. And when we came home, even though we were a little pinched for money, I'd interrupted my career for these three years. The first thing we did was buy a Steinway piano. Oh yeah, and we, we did. still have we it. We were crazy. We were crazy to do that. Although it's worth maybe five times now what we paid for yeah. it. Yeah. So maybe it was a good investment. Maybe I don't know, but, but that the point was is, music. Music oh, it was a good investment. It became sure. even more important to us. Um, I just think that the kids all just is, so that you're not discouraged about your own kids. Just keep them going if they're doing music as long as you can, because I think it is so valuable. It is so amazingly valuable to have a child know how music works and to at some point to feel what music does to your soul. It truly changes you. It um, really does. One, one other macro sort of story um, from about that same era in our life, I was involved in a, as a political consultant and, and management consultant. I had the real opportunity to run a bond election to raise the money to build Symphony Hall in Salt Lake City. And we, we succeeded in getting that passed. And we now have a condo right across the street from what is now called Marisa Bravenal Symphony Hall. And I am so pleased I had a little role to play because symphonic music and getting that into the heads of our family and our children 
is a huge family blessing. Enormous. When I'm taking grandchildren now to the symphony, once, at least once a year, we have a lot of them. But I thought you were going to say during the campaign, it was so fun because we had the opportunity of rubbing shoulders with the wonderful John Schmidt and other great musicians. But he came to every event and played the piano oh, for that's, us. Oh, that was our gubernatorial campaign. Right. Yeah, right. That's what I meant. But... I think that we should give a big shout out to him because as if you don't know, he is the piano guy in the piano guys. Right. And right. he is now become famous and so on, but he was such a dear friend. He well, and, and you remind me too, during that bond election campaign, separate from the gubernatorial campaign, we, we worked on the phone lines and turning out the vote with, with ballet dancers, with symphonic musicians. With some, and they, yes. they become some of the best friends we'd ever made. And we realized what fine people, fine. musicians create, become fine, fine people. We are so glad to have spent this half hour with you. I'm, I'm sorry you kind of indulged us today because we really love music and I hope you do too. I hope you found or thought of some new ways to incorporate it into your family. Here's our challenge to you. Find a way to use music in your family. Find a way to make it part of who you are as a family. Exactly. Good luck with that. And we'll see you next time on Ayers on the Road. Bye-bye.